Welcome to The Old Show with Jody Harrison Bauer and her daughter Lexi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to embrace the age you are now and have the knowledge to walk fearlessly into the next chapter of your life. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Old Show. I am joined by my daughter, Alexis Harrison. Hello, Lexi. Hello. Are we going by Alexis? I don't think I'm introducing you to the world as Alexis because that is what is on your birth certificate, but we can call you Lexi here. And my name last week. You were Lexi last week. Well, I I have the privilege of changing it whenever, however I like it. And I am Jody Harrison Power, Lexi's mom. And I am 62 years old. Lexi is 30. And we decided to create this show because we have different perspectives and different outlooks on the way we are aging, given our differences in age. And the truth of the matter is, we've had many conversations about this, is that we are all aging every single day. And I was just listening to um, an interview about uh, somebody in their 50s who is a podcast host, and he was interviewing his parents who are in their 70s and 80s. He's a physician. And it was very cute to hear the difference in attitude about aging with his parents um, because his dad was like, well, my dad died at 74 and I'm 76, so I feel really lucky to still be alive. His mom is 81 and she's like, This is the way life is supposed to be. The sun goes down, it gets dark, the sun comes up. And the alternative to talking about how we age is that we're dead. So very matter-of-factly about, you know, the way we age and um, there are different attitudes and mindsets about it. But I think we agree about that the show is about you will never be as young as you are today. And we're all getting older, no matter what age we are. And each year brings a new set of challenges, fears, beauty, and joy. And our job is to march you fearlessly into every chapter. I know, Lexi, you're speeding me up here, but this is how I wanted to introduce the show. I got off a little bit, but that is what the show is about. So go ahead, say what you want to say. I didn't want to say anything. I just think that that introduction is going to change every week and get a little bit longer every week. No, actually, the intro to this show will get shorter as I do it more and more often. So that is what we are doing here. And today, we wanted to talk specifically about the importance of having friendships throughout the years. But before we get into that, Lexi, how's your day gone today? I know I'm putting you on the spot because that's how it goes here. Why? Why? Don't do that. I want to know. I want to know. My day was fine except that I hit myself in the face with a glass. That's why I was bringing it up. How did that happen? Can you see the bump? A little bit. Yeah. Right here. Oh my God. I was walking my Pilates studio, which I've been to before. So it's not like this was my first time seeing this door and it's, a New York building. So you have to buzz in to get up. So I'm like kind of leaning against the door, waiting for them to buzz me in because I have one minute until class starts. Of course. And then I open the door, the handle is in 
And then the door ends further away from the handle, the glass door. And I pulled it and just smacked (laughs) the edge of the door so hard. I had to sit down. I almost wish that people had seen me, but then I was like, I have to run. And I had a minute to decide, like, am I too injured to work out? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, do you have a headache, honey? No. Okay. I'm fine. Like how hard could I have been swinging the door, but I hit myself in the face and it was pretty embarrassing, even though no one saw. I mean, you're not super dramatic unless something really big happens to you. Everyone in my life thinks I'm dramatic. You just don't because you're even more dramatic than I am. No, your sister's more dramatic than you. Yes, but all of my friends think I'm very dramatic because they don't know how dramatic the two of you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, my best friend calls me Diva Lex. I didn't know that. Yes. I did not know that. I was just always called um, Jody. You're such a Jody. And even Frank, well, I guess the name just fits me. And I guess I don't think I'm a diva, but I think I've raised diva children. Anyway, let's get back to. Oh, I wish my gasp was audible instead of just visual. (laughs) That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You think I'm a diva? Yes. Really? Mom. I bet everybody listening right now, Voice America is, is taping this and I bet you they don't think I'm a diva. Because they work with you and they see a very small part of your personality. When you come visit me for the day, you bring a carry-on suitcase and a personal item and a handbag. Okay, so um, let's to not even stay overnight. Okay, but do you think that is, let's go back to the topic of conversation. Do you think that's an age thing? Bringing uh, a lot of things like you and your sister, like especially you, you know, I know we're only a train ride away from each other. You take, you know that when you come to my house- like you do not need anything. Like literally, you might just need your sneakers because we're shoe sizes. Right. I could show up with nothing and be fine. I do think of older generations as like not knowing how to travel. Right. Uh, so I think people my age travel lighter, more efficiently than people your age because we are doing it more often. Like I can pack for any length trip in a carry-on suitcase because I travel enough to know that you never check a bag. You cannot spend one night at my apartment with just a carry-on suitcase. I went, I went away for 10 days and took one carry-on. I don't believe you because you bring more than that for literally (laughs) night. I never know what we're going to do. Like if I'm away with my husband, then I know like what we're going to do. But I think yeah. I've got, I've learned, I've, I'm going to say I've learned a lot about packing more efficiently from you and your sister, because I'm very impressed. I used to take two large suitcases away for a week, but it's just dumb. And yeah. I'm sure I don't travel as much as you do, but that's the thing. I think it's just the more you do it, the better you are at it. I was at a work event last night and I was talking to the team who works in hospitality and they travel all the time. They're always in a different city. And she was saying that she has two suitcases that rotate. She comes back from a trip and her her second suitcase is already packed and she just swaps them out and leaves on the second trip. So the more you do something, the better you are at it. And I think that for us specifically, the boomers don't travel as much as the millennials. So we're better at it. 
Well, I think there are a lot of boomers that travel, but I, I think that my head does hurt. I'm holding my matcha up to oh, my head. You poor thing. Oh, you poor thing. All right. Well, let me know if you get a headache because that's important. Um, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. I just, you know, that's one of those things you think about, like, do I know how to pack? But I've learned from you. And I think that's, what's nice about our relationship is that we learn from each other and that I'm open to learning from you. Um, so one of the things that I also wanted to ask you about your day, and I'm so sorry you banged into a clear door. I've done that before. And my great aunt, I did this when I was younger, like 10 years old, and she put butterflies all over that. Yeah, it's normal to do when you're 10 years old, not with <laughs> a full-grown adult. Your mind was elsewhere. So one of the questions that I didn't get to ask you last week in our first episode was, do you feel different about aging? Hmm, how do I shut that off? Okay. Mom, this is, we're supposed to be talking about friendships. Where are you going? No, no. I just wanted to ask you this one question. All right. Okay. We'll take that out. All right. We'll take that out. Let's just take that part out. Let's start with this. Friendships are really important, no matter what age you are. It was very important to me when I was raising you and your sister that you had really good girlfriends because not to, you know, shade on my mom who's been gone, but she didn't really encourage having really good girlfriends. It was more about you're pretty, you're smart, and do you have a boyfriend? Now, I don't know if that was a generational thing or that was just my mother. It's probably how she was raised and also what success for her looked like for her children. So being born in the 30s, she was probably brought up that that's the most important thing. And that success for her as a mother, especially with three daughters, meant successfully marrying off her three daughters to eligible bachelors. Well, I think every mother and father want to make sure that we see our children, if they want to get married, see our children find somebody who is right for them. No, but it's it's different. I think that you wanted to raise a well-rounded, happy, self-sufficient, confident, successful daughter, whereas your mother probably just wanted to Marry me off. A pretty bride. Right. It's just generational things have changed. So I think right. what you want, especially for your daughters, especially as a woman, changes so much with each generation. So I think she probably that just wasn't her main priority. Right. And I remember my grandmother saying to me when I went off to college, Jody, wear your Jewish star necklace so you could attract all the Jewish boys in Boston. And I was like, eh. I mean, honestly, not I a like, bad idea. Right. But I mean, I, I, you know, I, I didn't, there were a lot of girls that did, but I, I just didn't, but that was the whole thing. Like, when are you going to meet a nice Jewish boy? So. Right. And that's no, that was not the top priority when right. you were raising. Right. Because what I learned, what I learned because I went off to a women's college in Boston the importance of having girlfriends. 
the importance. Did you go to women's college? Did you choose to go to women's college because you didn't have good girlfriends growing up and you were craving that? Or did you go to women's college because the tradition in your high school boyfriend's family was that the women go to women's colleges? I think it's a combination of both. Yes. So my boyfriend in high school at the time, everybody went to an Ivy League, a specific Ivy League school, and the women went to a specific women's college. And I didn't have the grade to get it grades to get into that specific women's college. So I chose other women's colleges to go to um, try to get into. So a part of that was, yes, I wanted to impress him with that. But the other thing was really, Lexi, I really, really believe that the universe had this set up for me. I think that I went there because it was time for me to really foster very important relationships with women, to foster those friendships, to understand that it's important to have certain types of women around you. So I, you know, we always want to, you know, surround ourselves with smart people, people who want to chat, who challenge us. At least I do. I think you do. I think most people do. And so I think part of it was, I mean, we broke up first semester, you know, second semester, freshman year. So, um, but, and every year I thought about transferring because I thought this is the place for me. And every time I thought about transferring, I didn't want to, because I, I loved the relationships that I was building with the women that I met. So I think that I knew deep down that that was a missing part of what I needed in my life to grow as a woman, as a young woman. Okay. I have a lot of questions about friendships. Okay. So is there, since you're older than me, you've been more ages than I have, is there an age that you think is the most important if any, to have strong female friendships. I think it's really important to have them throughout your entire life, if possible. I also think female friendships accomplish a lot of what we're trying to accomplish in this podcast, which is sharing knowledge about the next phase or having someone to talk to about what you're going through currently. So answer my first question first, because if I ask you multiple, I know that you'll forget. No, no, no. I remember because cognitive skills are very important. No, I think that at every age and let's say decade of your life, it is important to have friendships. Well, of course, but is there one specifically, was it when you were a little girl? Was it when you were a teenager? Was it when you were having kids? Was Was it when you became an empty nester, when you were starting a business? Like, well, What was the time that you felt I I really either am so happy I had this and really relied on these friendships or I really could have used more female support during this chapter of my life? Okay, so I'm going to answer the second question first. While I was going through my divorce. I knew it. in, In my 40s, I lost all my friends. So when I was raising you and your sister in my 30s, with your dad. Um, I had lots of girlfriends because we share the commonality of having children the same or similar ages. So when you become a mom, 
you're sort of forced into this new life of meeting moms with children your same age. So, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing for all moms to have because women do need the support group because you don't know what's going on at home and everybody struggles differently with their children. So it's really, really important to have that support group. And I'm really grateful for that time in my twenties. Let's go through it. In my twenties, I, I was like really into your dad. We were dating. We got married. No, I was just going back to like the importance of friendships, like in, in each stage. So in that stage, it was like, it was different because I was like really into your dad. I was a newlywed. I was having babies. So it was like, it was just really about family, yeah, relationships, starting a family, that kind of thing. So it was really important to and I didn't really think I needed it, you know, I, because I've always thought, oh, I could, I crazy. could do all these things. What's up? That's crazy. I know. So in my thirties, thank goodness for Debbie and Olivia, um, you know, Debbie invited me to a, a, a baby group and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do this. Like, I just like my kid. I like Debbie and her daughter, Olivia, but I don't want to meet all of these other moms and hear about their problems and issues, but it turned out to be, <laughs> I know I would think of you as such a girl's girl, but I guess you're really not. I'm really not. No, you really are like kind of head cheerleader, bitch. I am. Yeah, that's. I really, but, but not bitch, but like I. But that energy. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, it works well in in business. I don't care. So, you know, in my thirties, I was just like, I got this. I know how to raise my kids. I'm good with your dad. Like, we're good. Like, we're good. But it was really wonderful to have that support. My 40s, I lost all my friends because of the divorce. And um, that's the time in my life I really, really needed friends. I really. And do you think you really needed it because you didn't have it or because it was such a scary transitional time and. I want to add in what I said earlier about how female friendships can kind of help you navigate, but also help you see what's ahead. And I think at the time that you got divorced, you only had one divorced friend. Yes. So correct. Yes. Good. good You didn't really know what you were going through, what to expect. And not only did you not have anyone to talk to about it who had been through it, but you didn't even have like a supportive best friend who hasn't been through what you have been through, but who just knows you and can be there to listen and, and hear you vent is really valuable. So you didn't have either of those things. I had, I mean, I didn't lose all of my friends. I lost 90% of my friends. Um, because they just didn't believe in divorce. And so I had one friend who was divorced that I had known most of my life, and then one or two friends that were supportive. I had two couples that were, so, so, you know, continue to stay friends with me and your dad. And so, um, but right, they couldn't really understand what I was going through, but it was good to know that they were there but it was still supportive. They were just supportive. So I felt very alone going through. I could have used more friends during that time, but to tell you the truth, I'm that kind of person that when I have to figure shit out, I kind of just isolate myself. I don't look, um, I don't, I don't ask for help. I don't, I don't ask for help. 
There you go, Lexi. My theory, this is my theory that <laughs> think they're better than everyone else. I don't ask for help. It was like with the salmonella poisoning, being in the hospital for three days, Frank was like, God, Jody, you were such a trooper. Frank's my husband. Um, he, he's like, you were such a trooper. He's like, you just were like, he didn't being say like you were suffering in silent, but like, I'm, I just suffer within. Being a trooper and not asking for help are two different things. And I think that suffering in silence is stupid. It was look in looking back, it was not, it was not a good thing for me. I did have a therapist, um, but that was, I could have used a really good friend who didn't bash on my ex-husband and who gave me hope that I would get through this. And that it wasn't just going to be a horrible rest of my life. So at 42, 43, I just had people that said, hmm, are you sure this was the right thing to do? He's moved on already. He's engaged in getting married and you're still suffering. And I was the one who wanted the divorce. So it was I could have used good friends then. That was a really tough time for me. But like, as I say so many times, through the struggle comes strength. And then I ended up finding my strength and I started finding my confidence. And then, so yes, in my forties, I could have used more friends. And then in my fifties, I met new friends, you know, as a, a new single mom, I ventured out there. I got involved in things. You didn't have more children, just to be clear. You didn't have, you calling yourself a new single mom is very misleading. You, your kids were well off to college. (laughs) Yes. No, at 42, you were, you were eight, you were nine, almost 10. So right. you were nine and a half and Alyssa. For a what? While. You didn't start making new friends for at least three years. Yeah. 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 No, I was like, I hunkered down. I had to figure out how to be a single mom. I don't, I don't really know. remember you this. I, I don't really remember you having friends until I went to college. I felt like you were either with me or you were on a date. No, no, no. I, right. And please make it clear that I did not go on dates when you were, when I had you alone. Please no, make this clear. No. So she was either with me or then when I got older and I had my own plan, she was home, who knows what she was doing or, and she would go on dates when I was with my dad. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, I devoted, I do. De- right. So you're making me sound like I'm really dramatic. So I'm getting defensive. Um, I devoted myself to being the best mom that I could be. I was now a single mom and my life had changed. I started working and, but I made sure that I was home for the two of you. And it was a difficult thing to navigate and to not have any friends, you know, more, not more than two or three friends supporting what I was doing and helping me when I would want to just go in my room and cry because your sister was driving me crazy. And you were a little puppy of nine years old and you were going through your own little prepubescent times. And it was perfect angel, perfect angel, but you had your own, you, your, your sister let me know all the time when she was frustrated and upset. So that was, she was a teenager at the time, 14, 15 years old. You were little still, you were 10. And so you didn't, you didn't always tell me how you felt. So I had, for you, I had to read between the lines with your sister. I knew it. So we argued all the time. 
Um, Speaking of different, speaking of different ages, you know, right. And you still do that. And she still does that. So I have a question. Yeah. That I don't want to forget. How important. So going back to you wishing that you had more friends, more good friendships during this time, but also maybe some friendships of people who had been through what you had been through to you mm-hmm. for you to look forward to. How important do you think it is to have friends throughout your life at the same life phase as you? Because I think that's very important and it's Huge. something I have experienced in my 20s. Obviously, you have those friends that stay with you forever. And sometimes you're on the, sometimes you're in the same phase as them and it's great. And sometimes you're not, and it doesn't matter. You can still support each other. But I think this happens a lot. Like you talked about when you have kids and suddenly you have all these mom friends because you join, you know, a a play group or your kids have friends at school, whatever it is. I think that it's so valuable to seek out those friendships. And it's really hard to make friends as you get older, but to seek out those friendships when the friends that you've had forever are suddenly not in the same phase as you to then go find them. So for me, it was, you know, being single, all of my college friends were in relationships and all of a sudden I needed some single friends. And when I went out, found single girlfriends, it was, incredible. And I'm still just as close with my friends who are married and engaged, but it's helpful to also have friends that are doing the same thing as you at the same time. So if you were to give advice to people who are in your phase of life right now, your stage of life, 30, we're still talking about you and your divorce. So I think it would have been really beneficial for you. I don't know how you would have done this, but to go out and to, you know, find the other women in their forties who are divorced, who are dating, who are figuring it out, who are raising their kids, I think that would have been really helpful. You know, Lexi, there were a few women um, at the gym that I did meet that were fairly fairly newly divorced and had children younger than mine. Um, But it was sort of like the survival of the fittest. Nobody really... It, it was you, you're a competitor. <laughs> it was, there were two women, there were two women at the gym where I was a trainer and they were both divorced. And like I said, their children were younger. They were like in their thirties at the time. And uh, they didn't really want to be friends. You know, it was like, they just wanted to they just wanted to date. So I, I I felt isolated. I just really did. So maybe that's my personality. Maybe that was just me, but it would have had other friends and they didn't need any new friends. Right. And I was also 10 years older. It's a lot to nurture a new friendship. So when you are going through a divorce and raising your children and trying to date and trying to figure this out, if you already have a strong network, you don't really need to be honest with you. I didn't have the self-awareness of knowing, thinking that I, I needed friends to get through this. I just sort of, again, just suffered through it, quote unquote, suffered through it and just dug deep to figure out my shit so I could arise stronger, better for you guys and for me so we could have like an awesome life and I could be a great mom to you. It was really about being the best mom to you guys and keeping myself strong mentally and physically. So I wasn't really looking for friends. 
But when did you realize, because now you can look back and say, I would have, wow, I would have really benefited from female friendships during Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. When did you realize that? And has it been every, it kind of seems like every phase of your life you have looked back on and realized the value of the friendships. Not maybe in college you noticed it, but it sounds like you didn't really want to join the mommy and me group when you were, when you had babies and then you did, and you were grateful for it. Looking back, you didn't really want to make friends after your divorce, but then later you realized it would have been beneficial. Is this always happening to you? And if so, how long do you think it takes you to look back and say, oh, I'm really grateful that happened or, oh, wow, I really wish I had done this differently because it would have been helpful. I wish I had done it differently. I think part of it comes from... No, that wasn't the question. Yes, you, you question, asked me. No, the question was, how how long does it realize, how long does it take for you to realize? Have you ever noticed in the moment Like you were saying while you were going through your divorce, you weren't really interested in friends. So how many years after this phase did you look back and say, damn, I wish I had some friends? Or how long after joining the mommy and me group did you go, wow, I'm really grateful I have these women in my life. How long after college did you think, good thing I went to a women's college, not just for my boyfriend who I didn't even date for that long. So I think everything to answer your question, I think it's all about perspective and where you are in life. So maybe I didn't realize how important it was for me to develop strong friendships with girls in college until I was in my 30s. So I would say the next life stage, the next decade gives you that perspective of realizing, oh, 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 oh. So, but when, how did you not realize, oh, this is a consistent thing. Oh, I should always have friends. It's always really valuable to have female friendships or are you just getting there? No, no, no. I think I realized the importance of always having good friends after I got divorced. I think it was once I, I, yeah, once I rose up from the dead of no confidence and no self-esteem and becoming, you know, a rock star mom and starting a business. And I'm I'm saying this tongue in cheek. You better say I'm a rock star mom. But like, it wasn't until I stepped into my own um, power that I realized the importance of all of those things. So I do realize it, obviously, now. And this is a different phase in my life now, being in my 60s. And, you know, and all of my friends are younger. So it's... Um, it it just changes. Three female friends in their sixties. Do I? Do I even? Yeah. Yes. Maybe one. Two who we've already talked about. Two Demi's. Mm, mm. Who's the third? There was a third that I was thinking of. Maybe not. No. No, most of it's my friends are younger. Debs. Yeah, shout most out, of shout out Debs. Shout out to the Debs. Um, wait, I'm trying to think. There was, I don't know. Um, so the importance of friendships as you get older are invaluable. 
I mean, it's just an invaluable thing to always have. And I'm really happy that you and your sister have such good friends because you need them throughout all of the different stages of life that we go through. And, you know, I don't know how much of a part I had in helping you to nurture those relationships, but I think between your dad and I, um, and seeing us with all of our friends when you guys were younger, um, it was just always very important. It was just always important that if you had a disagreement with a friend, you made up and you figured out why why this is happening. And I think you learn from your role models and maybe it had to do with the schools that you went to. I don't know, but they were small were private always, schools. So there were always friends around. And while we just spent the last however many minutes making it sound like you have had no friends your whole life. That is not the case. And I, I know I was trying to always, like say things about that, but you were sorry, like, he does have friends, but there were always, um, we get more particular Alexis. We get more particular as we get older, you know, Let make new friends, but thought. keep the old. Okay. Go ahead. Growing up, there were always friends around. And I would say in terms of healthy relationships that I saw growing up, Friendships were the number one. There were a lot of very long-standing, very healthy relation, very healthy friendships yep. that I was exposed to my whole life that were probably healthier than the romantic relationships that I saw, and probably healthier than the family relations that I relationships that I saw. So that might be a reason why we think it's so valuable. Um, yeah, you, you there were always very long-standing friendships, people who would move away, we would keep in touch friendships that you and dad had that you had had since childhood that were still are still a part of your life. So I think it was just very strong. But that is something that I have always been very nervous about losing my friendships in general, probably because I was a weird little kid and didn't have you weren't weird. I was for a little Mom, <laughs> second, second grade, grade like third grade. grade. <laughs> so I'd say grades two through six were pretty rough. Um, they weren't rough, but you were a little. You were just so shy. Yes, but yeah, I've always shy. been shy, and I have all of these incredibly outgoing friends who I'm so grateful for. I don't know why they adopt me, but they do. Stop it. But I've always been so scared of losing them to a relationship. And now that we're talking Mm. about it, I'm realizing it's probably because you got divorced and lost all your friends. Right. So that might be it. But I do. I also am very emotional and I love very hard. So when I get into a relationship, it's very easy for me to disappear into boyfriend land. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I try to be very cautious to avoid. Well, it's really important as you age to have friends, to continue to have those friends. Yeah. That's why we're talking about that today. You saying this, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> Can we edit this part out too? <laughs> what we've been talking about. For- I know, but I'm just reiterating. Oh my God, you're driving me crazy. I want to just read this to you. All right. I'm just reading this this quote that I wanted to read um, because we were talking about the benefits of friends sort of kind of as you're asking me, when did I realize how important friends were? But I think I've always realized it, but 
it wasn't until my 40s that I realized the how greatly important it was because that's when I lost a lot of friends and I felt very alone. Um, but when you see people getting older, like mid fifties, getting older and you see older people who are more isolated. And then you see people who have these lovely, exciting, um, social lives. So for example, like the villages in Florida, like these are people, you don't know about the villages? No. Oh my God. It's like a whole 55 and over villages. It's like its own zip code. Like, like all of Florida is just communities and people. Is that what you're, this is, no, this is called, this is came out like 30 years ago and it's, it's a community of 55 and like they have their own dry cleaners, their own movies theater. It's, but it, okay, that's all of Florida. But as you see, let's talk about your grandparents, for example. So you saw yes. your grandparents and you just lost your grandfather in April and he was in his 80s. Your grandmother's in her 80s and versus but my she, mother. I mean, I just saw her and she I, I flew to Florida for 48 hours and she was busy with the girls. She had dinner one night. She had a mahjong tournament and i had to like weasel my way into and her she just school. and she just lost um she just lost her husband she's in two months ago and she's in her late 80s and she's like yeah gotta go to dinner gotta go she was playing cards for like eight hours one day and she was so busy and it was so nice to see her friends right. lifting her up now that right. she you know is going through a, a, such a tough time and her friends really supporting her and her, you know, being at her house as she's getting dressed up to go out to dinner with the girls. It's so different, unfortunately, from what we saw happen with your parents, who I feel like 15 years ago, going to your mom's house, she was already like, yeah, all the, all my friends are dying and would just kind of like, well, no, she went after my father died. She, she outlived him for 13 more years, 13, 14 more years. So she, what she did was she developed, she developed a whole new group of friends or a lot of the ladies had lost their, their husbands also, but she had Mahjong at her, at her apartment, like twice a week. And she was going out to the movies with her friends. So she did keep busy until she had her stroke. And then. Yes. But I feel like it wasn't as, it wasn't as much social. There was there were less opportunities to socialize because she wasn't living in a place that was dedicated to people over a certain age. Whereas my dad's parents who live in Florida live in one of these places that you're talking about where most of the people are retired and over a certain age and they they have their own house, but they've lived there for, you know, 30 years and they have all these friends and you can go out to dinner at the clubhouse and it's like a 30 second drive and all of your friends live a 30 second drive away. Whereas your parents stayed living where they grew up. And so you have to travel 30 minutes to get to a friend's house, right? To get to the restaurant and, and the weather is, people. then the weather got cold, right? And the weather, right. There aren't the as winter, many people right. because people go to where it's warm typically to retire. So there's just less opportunity and you see how that affects aging. And that was One of the questions that I wanted to ask you is what are the ways that you think friendships are 
most beneficial. So the one we just talked about is that, that they keep you young when you're old. What else? Well, cognit- so keep you young cognitively, mentally, and physically. So in, in the case of your grandmother, she's getting to the clubhouse. She's using her I brain. I disagree with that, though, because what, your friends are the only people you talk to? I, I, I disagree. I think that you can interact with other humans and use your brain and move your body without having friends. Sure, it's but helpful, there's a different relationship specific. But there's a different relationship that you have with your friends that you have with family members, if that's right. But you could go out to dinner with your family. You can play. But it's different. It's different, Lexi. It's different. When you're with your family, you're playing that role of wherever you are in the family. You're not. It's not friendships. It's a different. Okay, I just think there's a lot more value than cognitive functions. Yes, yes, of course there are. It's like confidence. I'm sure her friends are helping to boost her confidence, telling her that she can go and do these things. So she feels and she has that interaction. So she's getting the dopamine of of friends saying good job or whatever, not treating her like they're all like feeding positive vibes off of each other. So when she does go home to an empty house that she shared with your grandfather, she may not feel she's not going to feel so sad, you know, because she knows that she has these friends that she can lean on. So I'm not saying that she's going and playing cards or mahjong. We're moving on. What are the other things other than cognitive ability that you think, what are the values of friendship beyond cognitive function, which we have now covered ad nauseum? It, It helps boost your happiness. I mean, it makes you happy when you're with your friends. It, it, like I said, it boosts your confidence. It could help you live longer because you have these relationships. Having, having a busy social life, having a social life, having friends is it. There's so many studies that have showed it will extend your life versus not doing any of those things. Because using your grandmother as an example, she could just be sitting in her house watching television. And she chooses right. not to because her friends are knocking on the door or calling her or texting her and say, hey, meet us for cards. Hey, meet us for lunch. So all of those things, it boosts happiness. It boosts confidence. But at any at any age, we keep talking about my grandmother who's in her late 80s as the example. But I yes, think but at any age, yes. At, at any age, I think for yes. me, the biggest things that friendship provides are definitely like happiness, joy. Confidence, I think, is a huge one. I think I learned so much from my friends. And I think you learn more about yourself through friendships than you do through your family. Because like you said, when you're in a family, you have to, you fill this role that you were put into at a very young age. Or if you're a parent, you know, when you became a parent and that kind of just stays forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a a, a slight difference in how you interact with your friends and who you are with your friends. So I think you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about life through your friends, confidence, joy, and just camaraderie. I think feeling like you have that support system is but I the also most thing in the world. The support system, but I also think that if you see a successful relationship, you might want to model yourself. You might say, that's the kind of relationship I would like to have, for Are example. Are you talking about friendships or yes. what are you talking about? Friendships. Since we're talking about friendships. Yes. So you have 
married friends, single friends, dating friends, but you might look at them and say, I like the way they interact. I'd like to have a real, I, so I think that's another thing I'd You're like to. about seeing romantic relationships. Yes, 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 okay. yes. Don't you think that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I don't, I wouldn't mark that as a top value of friendships, but it's certainly something that happens. Right, yeah. right. I think there's so much, no, I was, I was going to the point where you were saying how you learned so much about yourself with your friends. And I think that's one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. So in wrapping up today's show, as we are talking about the importance of friendship as we age, and this is like such a big, big topic that we can talk about even longer. um, I want to remind you all that you could find us. Lexi, go ahead. Where can they find? Yeah. So you can find all updates on when they hear this, it will be launched. At Jody Harrison Bauer on Instagram and TikTok, the old social media will be coming soon. On Instagram. And you could also catch this on YouTube at Jody Harrison Bauer. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a five-star rating. And please email me with any questions that you have about the podcast. And we are just so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to be doing this podcast with my daughter, Alexis also known as Lexi Harrison. And until next week, have a great one. I'm Jody Harrison-Bauer. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Old Show with Jody Harrison-Bauer and her daughter, Lexi. We hope today's episode has helped you understand that being old is just another chapter to live through. Another chapter worth embracing because each day we get older, and that is a privilege. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on all social media platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer and at The Old Podcast. Podcast.